Section 63 of A Book of American Explorers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Book of American Explorers by Thomas Wentworth Higginson. Book 13 Henry Hudson and the New Netherlands, A.D. 1609 through 1626. Part 1 Discovery of the Hudson River. The extracts relating to Henry Hudson are reprinted from a very valuable book containing many original documents in regard to him and entitled henry hudson the navigator the original documents in which his career is recorded with an introduction by g m asher l l d london hackluck society eighteen fifty nine pages seventy seven through ninety three one hundred and seventy four through one seventy nine also one seventeen through one twenty three the same narratives may be found in Perch's Pilgrims, Volume 3. There is a life of Henry Hudson by Henry R. Cleveland in Sparks' American Biography, Volume 10, Broadhead's History of New York, and O'Callaghan's History of New Netherlands also contains much information concerning him. To show the result of Hudson's discoveries, I give also a series of extracts from early Dutch chronicles describing in quaint language the first founding of the New Netherlands. It is translated from Wassernaer's Historie van Europa, Amsterdam, 1621-1632, through 1632, and is taken from O'Callaghan's Documentary History of the State of New York, volume 3, pages 27 and 28, and 42-44. through 44. Henry Hudson and the New Netherlands, Part 1. Discovery of the Hudson River. Hudson sailed from Amsterdam on his third voyage, March 25, 1609. These extracts are from the diary of Robert Jewett, one of his men, beginning on the day when they saw Sandy Hook at the entrance of what is now New York Harbor, September 2, 1609. Then the sun arose, and we steered away north again, and saw the land from the west by north to the northwest by north, all like broken islands, and our soundings were eleven and ten fathoms. Then we luffed in for the shore, and fair by the shore we had seven fathoms. The course along the land we found to be northeast by north from the land which we had first sight of, until we came to a great lake of water, as we could judge it to be, being drowned land which made it to rise like islands, which was in length ten leagues. The mouth of that land hath many shoals, and the sea breaketh on them, as is cast out of the mouth of it. And from that lake or bay the land lieth north by east, and we had a great stream out of the bay, and from thence our sounding was ten fathoms, two leagues from the land. The third, September, the morning misty until ten of the clock, then it cleared, and the wind came to the south-southeast, so we weighed and stood to the northward. The land is very pleasant and high, and bold to fall with all. At three of the clock in the afternoon we came to three great rivers, 
so we stood along to the northernmost thinking to have gone into it but we found it to have a very shoal bar before it for we had but ten foot water then we cast about to the southward and found two fathoms three fathoms and three and a quarter till we came to the southern side of them then we had five and six fathoms and anchored so we sent in our boat to sound and they found no less water than four five six and seven fathoms and returned in an hour and a half so we weighed and went in and rode in five fathoms ooze ground and saw salmons and mullets and rays very great the height is forty degrees thirty minutes the fourth in the morning as soon as the day was light we saw that it was good riding farther up so we sent our boat to sound and found that it was a very good harbor and four and five fathoms two cables length from the shore then we weighed and went in with our ship then our boat went on land with our net to fish and caught ten great mullets of a foot and a half long apiece and array as great as four men could haul into the ship so we trimmed our boat and rode still all day at night the wind blew hard at the northwest and our anchor came home and we drove on shore but took no hurt thanked be god for the ground is soft sand and ooze this day the people of the country came aboard of us seeming very glad of our coming and brought green tobacco and gave us it for knives and beads they go in deerskins loose well-dressed they have yellow copper they desire clothes and are very civil they have great stores of maize or indian wheat whereof they make good bread the country is full of great and tall oaks the fifth in the morning as soon as the day was light the wind ceased and the flood came so we heaved off our ship again into five fathoms water and sent our boat to sound the bay and we found that there was three fathoms depth hard by the southern shore our men went on land there and saw a great store of men women and children who gave them tobacco at their coming on land so they went up into the woods and saw a great store of very goodly oaks and some currants for one of them came aboard and brought some dried and gave me some which were sweet and good this day many of the people came aboard some in mantles of feathers and some in skins of divers sorts of good furs some women also came to us with hemp they had red copper tobacco pipes and other things of copper they did wear about their necks at night they went on land again so we rode very quiet but durst not trust them the sixth in the morning was fair weather and our master sent john coleman with four other men in our boat over to the north side to sound the other river being four leagues from us they found by the way shoal water two fathoms but at the north of the river eighteen and twenty fathoms and very good riding for ships and a narrow river to the westward between two islands the lands they told us were as pleasant with grass and flowers and goodly trees as ever they had seen and very sweet smells came from them so we went in two leagues and saw an open sea in return and as they came back they were set upon by two canoes the one having twelve the other fourteen men the night came on and it began to rain so that their match went out and they had one man slain in the fight which was an englishman named john coleman with an arrow shot into his throat and two more hurt it grew so dark that they could not find the ship that night 
but labored to and fro on their oars they had so great a stream that their grapnel would not hold them the seventh was fair and by ten of the clock they returned aboard the ship and brought our dead man with them whom we carried on land and buried and named the point after his name coleman's point then we hoisted in our boat and raised her side with waste boards for defence of our men so we rode still all night having good regard to our watch the eighth was very fair weather we rode still very quietly the people came aboard us and brought tobacco and indian wheat to exchange for knives and beads and offered us no violence so we fitting up our boat did mark them to see if they would make any show of the death of our man which they did not the ninth fair weather in the morning two great canoes came aboard full of men the one with their bows and arrows and the other in showing of buying of knives to betray us but we perceived their intent we took two of them to have kept them and put red coats on them it would not suffer the other to come near us so they went on land and two other came aboard in a canoe we took the one and let the other go but he which we had taken got up and leaped overboard then we weighed and went off into the channel of the river and anchored there all night the twelfth very fair and hot in the afternoon at two of the clock we weighed the wind being variable between the north and northwest so we turned into the river two leagues and anchored this morning at our first ride in the river there came eight and twenty canoes full of men women and children to betray us but we saw their intent and suffered none of them to come aboard of us at twelve of the clock they departed they brought with them oysters and beans whereof we bought some they have great tobacco pipes of yellow copper and pots of earth to dress their meat in the fifteenth in the morning was misty until the sun arose then it cleared so we weighed with the wind at south and ran up into the river twenty leagues passing by high mountains we had a very good depth as six seven eight nine ten twelve and thirteen fathoms and great store of salmons in the river this morning our two savages got out of a port and swam away after we were under sail they called to us in scorn at night we came to other mountains which lie from the river's side there we found very loving people and very old men where we were well used our boat went to fish and caught great store of very good fish the twentieth in the morning was fair weather our master's mate with four men more went up with our boat to sound the river and found two leagues above us but two fathoms water and the channel very narrow and above that place seven or eight fathoms toward night they returned and we rode still at night the one and twentieth was fair weather and the wind all southerly we determined yet once more to go further up the river to try what depth and breadth it did bear but much people resorted aboard so we went not this day our carpenter went on land and made a foreyard and our master and his mate determined to try some of the chief men of the country whether they had any treachery in them so they took them down into the cabin and gave them so much wine and aqua vitae that they were all merry and one of them had his wife with him which sat so modestly as any of our countrywomen would do in a strange place in the end one of them was drunk which had been aboard our ship all the time that we had been there 
and that was strange to them for they could not tell how to take it the canoes and folk went all on shore but some of them came again and brought strops of beads some had six seven eight nine ten and gave him so he slept all night quietly the two and twentieth was fair weather in the morning our master's mate and four more of the company went up with our boat to sound the river higher up the people of the country came not aboard till noon but when they came and saw the savages well they were glad so at three of the clock in the afternoon they came aboard and brought tobacco and more beads and gave them to our master and made an oration and showed him all the country round about then they sent one of their company on land who presently returned and brought a great platter full of venison dressed by themselves and they caused him to eat with them then they made him reverence and departed all save the old man that lay aboard that night at ten of the clock our boat returned in a shower of rain from sounding of the river and found it to be an end for shipping to go in for they had brought up eight or nine leagues and found but seven foot water and in constant soundings the four and twentieth was fair weather the wind at the northwest we weighed anchor and went down the river seven or eight leagues and at half ebb we came aground on a bank of ooze in the middle of the river and sat there till the flood then we went on land and gathered good store of chestnuts at ten of the clock we came off into deep water and anchored the sixth and twentieth was fair weather and the wind at south a stiff gale we rode still in the morning our carpenter went on land with our master's mate and four more of our company to cut wood this morning two canoes came up the river from the place where we first found loving people and in one of them was the old man that had laid aboard of us at the other place he brought another old man with him which brought more strops of beads and gave them to our master and showed him all the country thereabout as though it were at his command so he made the two old men dine with him and the old man's wife for they brought two old women and two young maidens of the age of sixteen or seventeen years with them who behaved themselves very modestly our masters gave one of the old men a knife and they gave him and us tobacco and at one of the clock they departed down the river making signs that we should come down to them for we were within two leagues of the place where they dwelt the first of october fair weather the wind variable between the west and the north in the morning we weighed at seven of the clock with the ebb and got down below the mountains which was seven leagues then it fell calm and the flood was come and we anchored at twelve of the clock the people of the mountains came aboard us wondering at our ship and weapons we bought some small skins of them for trifles this afternoon one canoe kept hanging under our stern with one man in it which we could not keep from thence who got up by our rudder to the cabin window and stole out my pillow two shirts and two bandoliers our master's mate shot at him and struck him on the breast and killed him whereupon all the rest fled away some in their canoes and so leaped out of them into the water we manned our boat and got our things again then one of them that swam got hold of our boat thinking to overthrow it but our cook took a sword and cut off one of his hands and he was drowned by this time the ebb was come and we weighed and got down two leagues 
by that time it was dark so we anchored in four fathoms water and rode well the fourth was fair weather and the wind at north northwest we weighed and came out of the river into which we had run so far by twelve of the clock we were clear of all the inlet then we took in our boat and set our mainsail and, and spritsail and topsails and steered away east southeast and southeast by east off into the main sea we continued our course toward england without seeing any land by the way all the rest of this month of october and on the seventh day of november stilo novo being saturday by the grace of god we safely arrived at the range of dartmouth in devonshire in the year sixteen o nine end of section sixty three